Live from the base camp of Silicon Slopes, this is Tech Tales. And now, your moderately talented but extremely attractive hosts, Cash and Jesse. Cash, what is happening, my friend? We're back. Welcome, Tech Tale followers. <laughs> you wanted the best, but you still got us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, interestingly enough, today, um, we've seen a lot of activity lately. Um, especially all of our Twitter followers. We love to thank the seven of you. You're, you're <laughs> phenomenal. Um, but there's been a lot of questions, Cash, about uh, e-commerce and, you know, just kind of some of the the trends in e-commerce and the technical solutions behind it. And so um, we've asked Ian Reynolds, uh, the... We'll call him for today the e-commerce guru uh, to tell us a little bit, um, to give us and help uh, provide some insights into what's happening in that e-commerce world. Ian, what's happening? Howdy. How's it going? Was this a lifelong dream for you? Lifelong. <laughs> to, to be on Deck Tales? To be on Deck <laughs> Many of people had that dream. Listen. <laughs> Parents wanted me to be a doctor. I told them this. I told them. If I could Strong. only get on the Tech Tales. We have a long list. High demand. Ray Liotta tried to get on. <laughs> Scheduling conflict. Scheduling. We, could, we weren't free. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But we, we made time for you, Ian. So that's great. Um, so I think one of the um, – Cash, I know that you like to do research. I think there was you – know, what was the big thing we learned about um, e-commerce? You know, so it's interesting. We've We've seen a high trend of people who are coming to us with – you know, questions about e-commerce and how do I take my website from a static marketing side and add an e-commerce and what does that look like technically? Um, and so we did some research on it and what we found is that it's growing 23% year over year um, and that 46% of American small businesses don't even have a website or don't have that e-commerce component. So, you so know, whoa, whoa, whoa. half of American businesses <laughs> don't have websites? Yeah, they don't even have a website. That seems crazy. No, so like 30 million, 30 million businesses in the United States, 15 million of them don't. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like 90% of the businesses in the United States are small businesses, right? One, two, three, four man people. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, you have to think that that trend has like, got to increase, though. Like, yeah. everybody should have a website, everybody should have some kind of description, some kind of, of presence what you're doing. describing what you're doing. I mean, granted, you know, Mike's lawn mowing emporium. <laughs> He's doing door-to-door and probably will be for the rest of his life, right? But, you know, somebody's going to Google that eventually, right? Um, So, yeah, no, that's really interesting that's growing that. And I think that we uh, read something that said by 2021, 4.5 trillion. Yeah. Trillion. Massive. In e-commerce. And, like, the other day I was on AOL. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's a lot of money to shift online uh, over the course of the last 20 years. Um, so, Ian, since we got you here, what, what do you think is really getting trend, is trend, making people trend to get more online and do more online purchasing? So, a couple of stories. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think the largest probably contributor is uh, shifting sort of demographic trends, right? You know, kids growing up. Uh, that uh, you know had cell phones in their hand. Uh, you know, yeah, that's what they say about the millennials, right? right They're like right. the digital first ones born in the digital age. Correct, mm-hmm. right? And so um, a lot of purchase decisions in the home are actually driven by uh, you know sort of mothers, and then of course 
um, you know, influenced by what kids need. Um, and then that leads to consumer durables and uh, other sorts of things. And so um, a lot of the research that we've seen and we've talked to, you know, some, some big research houses like Gardner and these other, other groups where um, for a long period of time, that number was really steady uh, from, from that shift to online uh, prior to the recession. It was about 5% a year. After the recession, after the 2008 crash, um, that that demographic sh- it it grew actually to about ten percent per year, where people were looking and then ultimately shopping online, right? So, so when people got when people got really cost conscious, they then moved to online shopping because uh, they could they could comparison shop much more aggressively than they ever could before. Yeah, because it's easier to just you know Google a bunch of different and go to a different bunch of different shopping sites and right. figure that out than it is to drive around stores. Right. And then I wonder with the recession if there's any part of that that it's the investment of starting up a smaller business, right? Because before, if you had to have that brick and mortar store, like you got to get some money. Mm-hmm. You know, you need yeah. like a year's worth of lease at minimum, right. plus tons of inventory and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sure after the recession and even people running their businesses smarter, it's it was easier to like, you know, if my wife decided. Love you, honey. But she decided to, you know what I mean, like make necklaces and sell them. Like, I don't know if I'd be so anxious to go pull the trigger mm-hmm. on a retail store versus, yeah, get a website, throw it up, and let's see if anybody buys this puppy, mm-hmm. right? And that, that shift, that very large shift uh, sort of after the session drove, uh, by and large, actually a lot of efficiency for the bigger uh, players, right? So the ones that were smart enough to say, like, ooh, we need to double down on our online sales. So you're saying not Circuit City? Not Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> not correct. Uh, they were able to uh, very, very effectively um, s- sort of uh, outpace the competition um, when they realized, like, hey, like this, this online thing is like people people buy online. Wow. Yeah. New. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I should go here. Um, and I'd say by and large, uh, just like you guys pointed out earlier, like a lot of the, lot of the country hasn't caught up to that yet. And there's still a, a ways to go. Yeah, consumers are already there, but the businesses haven't followed. Correct. And so that's obviously going to go. Um, and then, you know, like we saw that there's um, one of the most shocking stats, but something I could just believe, cash, is that 80% of Americans purchased something in the last 30 days. Isn't that incredible? Have you purchased something online yeah, in the last 30 days? for sure. Part of the problem. <laughs> Part of the problem. Part of the solution. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. That's what we should be doing. You know, what's interesting, though, is like, as Ian was talking about the history of it, I think we definitely saw, like, the comparative stuff was really easy, right? Why would I not look for a computer online? It's very easy yeah. to compare. I check, you know, processors. I check memory. Find the best deal. There's not that much difference between them. Order it, get it in my house. But I think, in general, we're seeing more and more trends to more complex purchasing. Like, um, Walmart's taken on a huge undertaking to be able to shop online and then just pick it up so you don't have to actually shop there, right? Or stuff like yeah. or delivery. or So even like fresh produce now, we're starting to see like how are people getting into that to get it delivered or at least get a pickup scenario going on. So yeah, we're getting you, a lot more really, complex. You got to right? trust Jen in the produce department to do that, <laughs> to thump that cantaloupe for you. But I think we're moving towards like more complex stuff that you would – you would not traditionally see early on, like you're saying in history. Correct. So. It's, it's also disrupting very long, long-standing stable industries like distribution, right? So you do have now distributors who, because of the cost of distribution online, which is like much, much less than uh, what it would take uh, sort of the end retailer to do, 
it makes sense for them to now, like, you know, house their wares online, yeah. make it make it publicly available. <laughs> Dang you, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> ruining <laughs> ruining middle America's jobs. <laughs> so, so you know, you are seeing a lot of distributors, uh, you know, kind of place their wares online, and and uh, as a result of that, uh, you have actually prices going down, uh, partially because of the online competition. It's uh, from an economic t- standpoint, right? All all prices are infinitely visible for every object that you could, yeah. could you know, see online. So um, with these distributors now sort of moving into the mix and these other things, prices are, um, you know, it, it's a little bit more competitive. But uh, for those brands that are able to stand out online, they're still clearly like half of the market to play, right? Yeah. So they can do very, very well. Yeah. So, Ian, I mean, most of the people that listen to us are either business leaders or business owners, um, and a great majority of them small business owners. And so um, what does the, uh, what would you say for them? I mean, I think we've landed the plane on, you need to have some sort of e-commerce platform, okay? If I am a small manufacturer, like what are, I mean, what are my options to get into? Like what do those costs look like? Right, so the costs, the costs are still going down. And um, the, the great part about that is that even with other people coming online, um, the search engines are getting smarter, right? Meaning uh, I can position myself locally, I can position myself um, geographically. And, and so so what do you mean by that? What do you mean like you can position yourself? So if I get a website, I get my e-commerce thing going, I got my cart, um, right. all right? <laughs> right? You know, but there's like a million websites. There's probably north of a million websites. <laughs> 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 like, so what do you mean by position yourself? So from... From a search engine standpoint, most most everyone is looking for what they're looking for online through a search engine, Google, Bing, uh, you know, sort of you name it. Duck Actually, Duck. nobody. Nobody has ever nobody, used Bing. Nobody has been. <laughs> Duck and go. Um, the, the data that I present to the search engines can be narrowed down to specific demographics, specific geographies, uh, and specific things, right? So someone is looking for, you know, toothpaste holders, uh, in you know the East Coast that work a certain way, I can get down to even sub-geographies on the East Coast. Like maybe it's for whatever people, whatever reason, people in you know West Virginia really love so, this. So you're tailoring... You're tailoring the content and uh, the technical components that support that content toward certain demographics that would otherwise maybe be predisposed to purchase what it is that you're selling, right? So, so, so let's talk about a little bit more about the technical components. So... So, how does a simple man like myself right. understand what you're talking about? Right. So, because I obviously do. I just for other people, <laughs> of course, for everybody else, for everybody else, yeah. For, of course, you have the web. You know, a simple web page, right? And the web page yeah. has images, it has text, it has other things. But the the technical components behind that are also things that support the information provided by Google. So Google says they have like I think it's like anywhere from two hundred to two thousand terms or components that they look at uh, when they're sort of waiting. So in their algorithm of how they search. Right, right. Right. They're never going to be, hey, here's a weight of exactly this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, And they're constantly changing it. Their engineers are going to work every single day to to make those changes, um, you know, to to further improve the results. But some of that data in terms of what people are searching for, where they're searching for it, is available online. And they put it there because they want you to also buy ads for those things. Um, Got it. From a technical standpoint, I can engineer my pages to reflect the data for that 
that market data, right? Um, so I'm pairing those um, those components on my page to best match up with people searching for those terms or those phrases or that widget uh, in particular so that I show up as number one or at least in the top ten uh, and I can be found. And so um, an example of that is like meta descriptions, H1 tags. Uh, you're, you're increasingly really it's the content, um, the quality of your images, linking back to those images, having links from external sources that are context relevant back to those pages, um, and then really just trying to look at that set of available factors and then trying to throw as much weight behind your pages towards those available factors as much as you can. And, and there's a whole there's a whole market of people that do that, right? Correct. That basically just optimize optimize your site. Right. Yeah. So, how do you, I mean, how do you know if you're dealing with, like, everybody can't be on top of Google. <laughs> That's not possible. Like, I mean, is there, how would you go about hiring one? Besides, obviously, them hiring ZipTech to do it. Facts, yeah. Um, what would be the best possible yeah. option? How do you choose a vendor? How would you choose a vendor in that world? Because to me, everything you just said was pixie dust. Right. So th- this is a great question. And probably the, the best answer is... Um, Google wants everything to be understandable and um, wants it to be readily understood. So they put all of their training in terms of like how to get yourself found online. And you can go through their, um, air quotes, their training in about a day, in about a day or two. Um, So really just kind of go through that first. And then when you're interviewing and talking to people, like do they know these basic things, which Google tells you, you're like, here's how you make your assets discoverable. So so question one is like, uh, if you know more than they do because (laughs) you actually watch the video and they don't know that word, not ideal. (laughs) Snake oil. (laughs) Snake oil salesman. Google Google publishes uh, pretty extensively about like how they weight certain factors and certain things that are important. And uh, they're, they're, as they're updating the algorithms, they're constantly talking about that. So you can really just go on and, and learn about those things from Google themselves. So you should look at Google as the authority. 80 to 90% of all web traffic goes through Google first. No, I don't know if I believe that. Right. Well, search, 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 search. <laughs> I don't know anyone that searched for anything besides with Google. Right. So, um, the, but that, that's probably the best mechanism for, for identifying the right talent uh, first is yeah, and, and when it comes to, obviously, if you're selling stuff online, you have to have traffic. People have to go there. You know, how are uh, how can you monitor how well your website's doing and how that how you're seeing? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, so uh, here again, uh, Google wants to make things accessible. Um, so they, they provide free tools, Google Analytics, uh, Google Webmaster Tools. Uh, these other search engines you've mentioned also provide uh, some tools, but there's other there's other third party providers. The, the RC Cola of search engines. <laughs> you shall not be named. There are other correct. There are other there are other search tools though that are available and um, can be used in, and probably should be used in conjunction with uh, you know Google Analytics because they can they can provide sort of a third party look at. You know, and from what I've heard, Google Analytics is pretty cool because you can dive into like location, you know, down to city and all that of where yeah. where you're hot. So How long you, they stayed mobile versus desktop. Correct. Keywords they used on Google to get to you. It gives you everything. I mean, that's a good point. So should I buy, should I be building a mobile site or a website? I mean, obviously everything has to be mobile friendly, right? So, so increasingly um, about, you know, like we're seeing, we're seeing purchase trends where 30% of all purchases are done via mobile. And 
Google and others are placing a lot of emphasis on sort of a mobile-first view because if you look at the vast majority of people in terms of the access that they have to the internet in the world, it's through their through their mobile device, right? So people are there's you know, 1.3 billion people in India, for example, they're making most of their purchases online through their phone because that's the computer they have access to, um, and so people are also constantly walking around, constantly looking at their phone. It just kind of makes a lot of sense. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's no, a I literally, I was walking by uh, one, of the, one of the employees the other day, and they're literally like looking at a web page on their phone in front of their computer. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, cool. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so mobile, mobile will be and, and increasingly dominant, but it will eventually be probably one of the most dominant, uh, if not the dominant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Like, it... You know, you need anything. Like, I mean, just like literally outside with my wife, we were talking, working in the yard or whatever. I'm like, hey, you need, we need one of those like guns for the end of the hose. You know, she's like went on the phone right there and bought it. Boom. I was like, on its way. God, it's like a gambler having a casino in their backyard. <laughs> Get this phone away from my wife. A lot of these bad. businesses too that move online. Uh, may not necessarily get as much traction via their kind of like traditional website. And then if they spend a, a decent and appropriate amount of time optimizing for mobile devices, they're finding that conversions are increasing, um, they're having more traffic. And it's also another way to send signals to Google to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm valid for this search result. I have a strong mobile presence. So send me, you know, send me mobile traffic. We can take it all day. Um, nice. And so having... Having a mobile optimized site, and for many of these businesses that do get online, uh, ultimately does improve conversions. Yeah. Quite nice. So, Ian, if people have more questions about SEO optimization and you know, kind of setting up that e-commerce, how can they reach you? So, they can reach me at Ian, I-A-N, at Zibtech, Z-I-B-T-E-K.com. And uh, happy to answer any questions and chat about, chat about statistics, <laughs> chat about uh, mobile usage, et cetera. Well, Cash, another one in the books. <laughs> another win. <laughs> another victory. Um, thanks, guys. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, at some point, we will start to post things on Tech Tales and Twitter. We're going to get that up and running. Um, as always, uh, appreciate it. Hugs and kisses. Another gem of podcast gold. Thank you for listening to Tech Tales. Tech Tales is sponsored by ZipTech, custom development and Encore CRM. Win faster with OnCourse. If you have a topic you'd like the guys to discuss, email us at hello at ziptech.com.